Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today, I'm super excited. Peter has a guest on the show, and that is Jason Lee. Jason Lee is the owner and CEO of Vinovations, located in Sharon, Massachusetts. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How are you? I'm excited. I mean, this is this is kind of out of the norm for our podcasts, right? You're, you, you're bringing on Jason. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, and so, so Peter, uh, he's obviously, he's the owner and CEO of Vinovations. Why did you bring him on the show today? Yeah, well, to me, it's a, it speaks to uh, to who I am and what I love, and I thought it would be an, a a great break from uh, kind of the the, the drudgery <laughs> of uh, the pandemic talk, and uh, and financial talk as well. So it's uh, it's May of 2020, and I've been uh, social distancing with uh, my my lovely wife uh, here in Sharon since early March, mm-hmm. and I must say. Uh, it's been a, a scary time for, for all of us. It's, it's certainly uh, lonely. I miss family and friends. Um, I get to talk to a lot of people. Uh, at times, it's uh, the four corners of my office. It, it feels a little boring and frustrating mm-hmm. and exhausting and, and uh, I will say, fattening and, and maybe a little stressful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm tired of the, uh, the COVID-19 news. I don't know about, about you, but that's how I feel. Um, and, uh, it may be a little tired of my neighborhood walks, uh, yeah. that we, we do usually throughout the week. And, and then adding to that, uh, distress is, uh, March and April, uh, the weather here in New England has been pretty icky. Uh, mm. it's now getting nice. We got some beautiful days ahead of us. So that's nice. I thought it would just be a nice change of pace to have a discussion about wine and the business of wine. And, uh, so that's why we're doing this today. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, before the podcast started, uh, just for the listening audience, Peter and I were talking about my weekend project was I I put in a huge fire pit in my backyard. And so I'm going to sit back and listen because I want to hear all about wine. And because when I was at the fire pit, I had a few drinks with some hot dogs and and I don't know what goes well with hot dogs. So I'm going to learn today. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. All right, guys, take it over, Peter. Thanks. So I thought for, for our listeners, I'd, get, I'd just give a little background about uh, about my ex- experience and journey with wine. I am certainly not a collector. Uh, I'm not an aficionado. Um, I just love to I love the taste. I, 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 I love having a glass of wine with with my wife or our adult kids or family and friends. Uh, and I think about it it as a uh, wine is part of an experience. And to me, wine is uh, part of the travel or the fine dining experience or just or just having uh, dinner with people that I, I really care about. Uh, so, you know, I think about breaking bread, meaning a meal. I think about uh, opening a bottle of wine and, and that's that that's it just gives me pleasure. And so what I thought we would, um, I don't consider myself to be a, 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 to be an expert at all. And like a lot of what I do from a professional perspective, I try to outsource um, 
as much as possible. And I recommend that to my clients. I, I hire professionals like my attorney, my, my insurance agent, my accountant, my plumber. Um, I, I, and I think that's why people hire, uh, a professional like me. So I think of myself as a guide and interpreter uh, to help people meet their long-term financial planning objectives. And I hire professionals when it comes to my wine. When I'm at restaurants, I always ask for help and advice. And frankly, with that in mind, I thought it'd be really fun and interesting to talk to my personal supplier which is Jason Lee, and uh, you, we've been introduced to him, um, and I'd like to welcome him to the podcast. Well, Peter, thank you very much. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. Uh, well, I'm so happy you could join us. So I'm hoping today we can focus on the business of selling wine, uh, not just the tasting aspect, although you know that'll certainly come into our conversation. I, I think it's hard for listeners to get much out of a, a wine tasting podcast, um, uh, although that's possible in today's world. And you, I think you'll talk a little bit about that. So yes. I, I, I thought... Um, we might focus on on the wine experience you hope for your customers. And so tell, tell us about your journey and why you do what you do. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, so believe it or not, I'm just like you. Uh, I've got a passion for wine. And over the years, um, I've kind of grown that into a business. My background actually lies in technology and consulting. So I've worked for a companies, Fortune 500s like IBM, Lotus Development, if you recall back in the one, two, three spreadsheet days. And also on the West Coast, um, I worked for a number of tech companies. So within that experience, I saw that there was great opportunity within an archaic business model. And the alcohol industry is one of the most archaic, uh, inefficient, I, I, I like to call it inefficient models that you can think of. Um, similar to maybe you faced this in the financial world as well. Banking is also an, an archaic in, uh, industry to me because they are what I consider laggards when it comes to technology adoption. They don't they don't want to jump on anything new. They want to know that the technology has been tested and it works before they jump on it. Um, so for me, I got in because I did a lot of consulting. Uh, I used to do a lot of restaurant dining, scotch, cigars, wine. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, wait a minute, I'm spending so much money on alcohol. Why don't I just jump into the business and get directly <laughs> to the source? Sure. <laughs> that kind of leads into your business operations side. Well, I'm very happy you did. Jason, what do you see as the, the biggest challenges and opportunities in the, in the retail wine business? Um, well, the greatest challenges right now, obviously, given that, uh, you know, we're facing COVID, that is a big challenge for everybody across the board. But alcohol in general is a regulated business, both on the state and on the federal level. So there are laws that go way back to the days of prohibition that make absolutely no sense. Um, and that's kind of the shipping of wine um to other states within your state um just uh, delivery uh, the you know who can touch it who can't touch it you have to have a three-tier system it has to come from the source through a supplier distributor and then to the retailer so those are some big challenges in the wine business but if you also take a look at the flip side i consider that as opportunities 
because we're leveraging, and this is why I got interested in this, is that because my background is in technology, we basically jumped in and said, hey, wait a minute, we can change this model where typically years ago, people would just, uh, liquor store retailers, alcohol retailers would just open their doors and say, hey, I hope people come in in a 10, 15 mile radius. And it isn't with the um, pickup and the trend with social media that people have been getting jumping online. If you think about wine or even just alcohol in general, 10, 15 years ago, or even maybe seven years ago, did you know of winemakers or vineyards that you possibly did not know about? Because there are a lot of them, right? But now with social media, they're all coming out. Winemakers, just like chefs, have become celebrities. So that's kind of a challenge and an opportunity because now we're fighting with them because vineyards are now selling direct. So we have to find our little niche. And I think that's what we've done uh, with this whole online leveraging technology, um, you know, the consumers buying from major distrib uh, distributors and suppliers. Uh, so then 75% of all that bulk wine, all, all that um, mass, what we call mass distribution wine is bought by the general consumers. So what we've done at Vinovations is we kind of flipped that around and we said, hey, you know what? There's a group of consumers, just like yourself, Peter, that want to try something new, something different, something that is not available to the regular, you know, to in the regular channel to everybody. And that's what we've done. Jason, could you could you uh, define uh, what you mean by the how did you phrase it? The um... The mass consumer market. Yeah, the mass consumer, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Could you define that and and what that means? Absolutely. So, uh, if one of the biggest um, wine suppliers, or now they've kind of classified themselves as a vineyard, so that they can ship uh, into to consumers directly, and that's part of the three tier system. Is that uh, before you know vineyards could not sell direct to consumers? That model has changed. Now, distributors uh, who represent larger vineyards or who have now historically been just a supplier now have taken out winery licenses so that they can sell directly to consumers, right? So the major brands that we're talking about, I'm sure you've heard of uh, a couple of these, maybe Kendall Jackson, Woodbridge, Yellowtail. Uh, those are what I consider bulk wines that if you went to any store, 90% of them would carry. Santa Margarita for Pinot Grigio. So if you go through certain varietals, you know, people would say, oh my gosh, I know that. Um, you know, Kenwood, uh, Kendall Jackson or Behringer's, those are what we consider the bulk brands or the major brands. Jason, so you're saying that um, these mass-produced wines are are kind of like the Marriott experience, uh, where uh, the Marriott will have has a whole bunch of different brands, uh, but you you pretty much know what you're going to get whenever you're staying at one of their brands, and the, the the consumer likes that because they know they they know what they're going to get, and that's the same in the mass wine business. The consumer knows what that wine is all about. Exactly. And you nailed it right on the head. Um, if you want a high experience, high end experience, um, you go to the Four Seasons because you know what you're getting. And if you decide that you sometimes want to get like a, a family suite, you go to the Residence Inn 
or um, I don't know the Marriott analogy, but you go to their suites. Um, so it's very, and, and you do get that consistent, um, you know what to expect when you go in. So similar to wine, year over year, if you're a steady uh, Kendall Jackson drinker for Chardonnay, you know that you're gonna get that uh, California, buttery, oaky, um, you know, white Chardonnay grape flavor that you come to expect. You go if you want a Sauvignon Blanc, uh, and you get Kim Crawford, for example, and you know you're going to get a, a juicy, zesty, citrusy, um, really acidic Sauvignon Blanc a year year over year because it's very consistent, and and that's not what we're interested in because that doesn't give anyone. And you earlier at the beginning of the podcast, you stated exactly what we're talking about, which is. Um, we like to give people the experience. We want to hit them on their emotional level. Um, we do not want to be a Robert Mondavi or some of these other major brands that come out with the same wine year over year. So we like to tell a story and we like to represent those vineyards and wineries that have a story to tell. And so are, are your are, are your customers um, those customers that are, that are looking always to experiment or looking for the highest quality or the highest highest kind of priced wine? I mean, who are your typical uh, customers? Uh, so the customers that we go after or that we cater to are people who just have a, uh, I don't want to say a passion for wine because some people are just getting into into wine. And we do not want to turn them off at all. So we always say, you know what? It doesn't matter what your experience is or what your knowledge or level, because wine is all about bringing together friends, family, and to be shared. You're not going to sit in the corner of the room with a bottle of wine, just kind of, you know, drinking because you got to drink it. Um, it's, it's, we want it to be shared and we want it uh, you, we want you to hit an emotional and experience with that. So the customers that we like to, our clients that we like to cater to are those who want to experience or experiment and try all different wines. We brought in wines from Moldova last year. And before, I mean, in, in the 20 years that I've been doing this, I'm thinking Moldova, who would have ever thought Moldova would be a region for wine? But guess what? Could you uh, just remind our, our listeners where that is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, now, you're now you're testing me geographically. But Moldova, um, from what I can recall, is between, I believe, Ukraine and Croatia. And uh -huh. it's a small little region uh, that I think was part of the Soviet, uh, Soviet Union or this, uh, uh, that um, back in the day. But that what I've learned from Madova is that they produce more wine per capita than any other place. So I think 75% of the people who live in Madova are winemakers or have something to do with wine. Well, they're certainly drinking it, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> that's why if uh, we started bringing in some of these uh, wines from Madova, and I have never even heard of uh, these, these indigenous grapes. So I'm like, okay, you need to help me out. I know the basic varietals as well as some other indigenous varietals, um, and in, in, you know, in Italy 
that's another thing. There are so many different, depending on where you are in Italy, they're all regionalized varietals that they've kind of married between, you know, other grapes and they've come up with hybrids. But some of our um, big sellers out of Madova, Saparavi, um, uh, Fatesca Alba, uh, Negro, De Pucari, uh, these are all great varietals for the first time. I'm like, okay, what, what exactly am I tasting? But this is exactly what we're talking about. Um, I believe we sent you a couple of bottles from Madova and you enjoyed that. I sure did, yeah. And would you have gone to a liquor store and, and gone in and said, hey, what do you have for Madovan wine? No, I definitely would not. And that's one of the, the, the things that I, I wanted to talk to, to, to you about today is kind of that experience of um, uh, uh, the kind of experience I'm looking for. Not that, not that every listener needs to be uh, looking for the same thing, but I'm looking to expand my, um, my palate. You know, I want to taste different things. I want to pair it with different kinds of food. And I'm always asking for advice. You know, when I when I uh, when I walk into your store, for example, it's a, there's a wonderful tasting room and uh, there's lots and lots of options. But I'm looking for the expertise and the advice. Um, I know the basics. I know what I like typically, um, but I'm looking to expand that. And, and I want someone to say, hey, have you tried this from this region or this grape? Right. It's something different. You might enjoy it. Um, absolutely. And we always tell people, it, it just you might not know what kind of grape you like or what kind of varietal, but if you just gave, give um, whomever is helping you, and, and that's what we, we always tell people, do not be afraid to ask for assistance. Um, whether you're in a restaurant or you're at a, a retail liquor store, a wine shop, a winery, ask questions. Because if you're willing to learn more about wine the person giving you the information should be more than ecstatic and say oh my gosh we both have a passion or or, or a common interest so i always tell people uh, when they come to me and say hey uh, i'm just getting into wine most of the time it's uh, husbands or boyfriends of the girl uh, the wife or significant other who started them on the wine so they get in and they're like i i don't know what i like because i drink what they're drinking so then I asked them, I'm like, well, what do you like? Do you like uh, black coffee? Do you drink regular coffee with sugar and cream? Do you like things that are sweeter? And once you get a couple of questions answered, most, most um, people who are in the wine business can pretty much match up what you might like for a tasting profile. So that's why we say always ask the questions, tell them what you like and what you don't like. Um, one thing that a lot of people might not like is the dryness or the tannins from the grapes, which kind of make your mouth dry and pucker up. So even when you're drinking wine, you're like, ooh, you're kind of doing that thing, uh, motion and sound with your mouth because it, it just feels like the moisture just got sucked off your tongue. Right. And and when then we also say go to wine tastings and then travel, drink the local wines that you're you're you want to find out in New England. You can go to Rhode Island. There are vineyards in Rhode Island. You can go to um, the Finger Lakes in New York, upstate New York. So even in New England and even in Connecticut, I mean, there are wineries, wineries and vineyards, um, which are two big different uh, uh, classes. Um, and I can kind of quickly explain a vineyard, they actually grow the grapes, a winery, 
well, they might grow their own grapes, but they also might buy grapes from other vineyards to make the wine. So those are two distinctions. But uh, aside from that, um, you can also come to Vinovations because we have 40 bottles of wine on tap for wine tastings. So we have 24 reds, 16 whites, and any combination of the above. And our staff here um, will be more than ecstatic and happy to educate you and entertain you at the same time, which we call edutainment. And we do that through uh, our tastings and little mini classes. And frankly, uh, we've been to a number of your classes at that location, and it's they're really fun, really fun. It's it's great to have. Um, uh, usually, we're doing pairings with food or or cheese and bread, and it, it, it's just really fun to hear about the wines and to taste them, uh, and then to enjoy uh, other people's company while while you're doing it. It's 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 a fun experience, and it, it and it is educational. You're learning something. Absolutely. And it's end of the day, Peter, you got to think about this. You're in finance, your financial advisor, you help people meet their financial goals. I'm in the wine business and I just make people happy through wine. <laughs> but if you really think about it, are we looking to become sommeliers? Are we looking to get in the industry? I mean, I'm already in the, in the industry, but for yourself, uh, if you think about it, you don't do really want to get into the technical aspects of learning how to how to grow uh, grapes and actually do the vinification for wine and know the entire uh, acid level and the soil level and the moisture coming out of what the no you just want to know the basics and maybe a little bit more about the wine so that's kind of what we like to focus on we understand that you do not need to know the pH level or the acidity. You just want to know why do I like this wine and why is it so awesome or why does it taste phenomenal or taste different when it's paired with a steak or a fish or oysters? And, you know, do I really need to drink white wine with seafood? I tell people, you know what? You're the one drinking it. You can drink red, white, rose with whatever meal you want if you think it tastes good for you because everyone's taste pal uh, palate is very different. And I just say, go with what you like. That's the greatest, that's the greatest message. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> don't, don't try to be, don't, don't judge yourself. Don't, if you're not uh, if, if real knowledgeable, just enjoy, enjoy the experience. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I will say that um, whenever I travel, uh, I love going to uh, to vineyards. I, 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 there most of them that we visit, whether it's in in Europe or in California or even Virginia, uh, Rhode Island, Maine, wherever we are, we tend to go to a vineyard, and it's they're usually family run businesses, and, mm -hmm. and it's really a fun experience. Um, but but how do you find these uh, vineyards? How do you find the quality wines? in in europe or or outside of your you know your experience how how are you finding them and then bringing to your to them to your customer oh we have a vast network of friends and partners overseas um i could not do this is certainly not a one team job um, we have local people feet on the ground that will visit the vineyards and you got to remember um even like Moldova, 
uh, in Croatia, we, we're looking at wines from Croatia, from Georgia, um, and other European countries where they're underrepresented. And these are vineyards that the larger importers and distributor suppliers would never pick up because they produce probably less than 25,000 bottles, right? So for a large distributor, they, they want to talk to vineyards or wineries that are producing in the hundreds of thousands. Because if you think about, you know, again, they need to cater to the mass consumer market. They, they, they want more than 2,000 cases, 12 bottles to a case. So if we're talking about a vineyard that's producing maybe under 25,000, that's 2,000 cases, just over 2,000. So a large supplier or importer is going to want 10,000 or 20,000 cases because they might have, you know, six, seven, 10 states to sell through. So for us, we actually have locals that we visit, uh, restaurant, we, we speak to restaurants. And even when we get down there, there's, there's a lot of trade associations and especially Italy right now. Um, the government is very, very big on promoting Italian wine. Just like in the US, you know, uh, our, our government is helping the farmers right now during COVID um, in Italy, they are helping the Italian wine vineyards and wineries. And what we do is we have uh, partners, importers that basically go out, we meet with the different wines, we do the tastings, you know, we'll send out our educators, our, our uh, Somo you know, sommeliers for a better term, and they'll try the wines and they'll come to me and say, hey, I like this, this, and this. And then we'll go back and, and um, I'm on the operational side, we'll work out a deal and, we just basically get a container and we say, you know, we talk to maybe a 12, 14, 20, 30 small vineyards and we fill a container. And, and then we, we literally, Renovations becomes the online window or the store for that vineyard. So now think about it. I mean, you said earlier, you travel to all these vineyards and you really like the experience, right? So now think about this, you, you along with your family, your colleagues, you go to an Italian winery or even a vineyard. Let's say you're at an Ita Italian villa. It's, they've got rows and rows of grapes, vines everywhere. The owner comes out, the winemaker comes out. You know, they're cooking a, a, a big roast or a lamb or pig on a fire pit. They've got charcuterie out. They're giving you the full spread. What are you feeling at that moment? You feel a connection now because you're like, oh my gosh, we're here in Tuscany. We're looking at the sunset over, over the grapes and we're having this phenomenal wine. Whether that wine is good or not is irrelevant because you are <laughs> exactly. there. It's, seriously, because when I come home, I'm like, wait a minute, this wine doesn't taste the same anymore. It's because you're in Italy. You're, you're, you're at a villa. You're, look, you're overlooking the vineyards. The sun is setting. You've got, you've got your family. You've got your wife, your love. And you're drinking wine and not giving a care in the world. And you're having a phenomenal time. And now you have an emotional connection to the vineyard, to the wine. And that's what we want. Because then you go to the vineyard and say, oh, my God, I want to buy this wine. Guess what? You're buying that wine from that vineyard. By the time you get home, we've already delivered to your door. That's, that's the model that we're going after. So now after you leave the vineyard, you're not going to call the vineyard and say, oh, my gosh, um, uh, Giuseppe, I want to buy, you know, uh, three more cases of this, this and this. Nope. You just come straight to Vinovations. Boom. 
most areas we ship overnight you get it within less than several days yeah it's fascinating there's it's just such a big world out there and there's so many options and i think people get uh, a bit overwhelmed with with the number of options and that's why i think it's so helpful to have uh, uh the the professional like like you and and uh in your 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 staff help us choose wines it really makes all the difference in the world to to me it really uh it makes it an enjoyable experience i know what we do um we are members of your wine club and every quarter uh every three months we get a a, a case of of wine shipped to to the house and uh and it's usually it's always a um uh a, a blend of different kinds of wines and it's it's a lot of fun to to taste the different ones that you're shipping that 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 period of time it's fun absolutely and and peter not to call you out but you've got your entire family at home now you got your kids at home you got the wife at home um i think you called me a couple times uh we have a lot more people drinking the wine now <laughs> <laughs> i i do have to place another order sometime soon hey jason quick Quickly, um, you know, this has been a, 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 a tough time for, for so many retail businesses and, uh, and so many of our, our listeners and their families. Um, I don't want to get, uh, get a lot into, uh, into the, the, the pandemic issues, but, but how is this, uh, how is this COVID-19 pandemic challenged you and your business? Um, well, you, you kind of, uh, stated that it's impacting a lot of businesses. Um, our friends in the, especially our friends in the restaurant and hospitality business, they have been devastated uh, by the pandemic because no one's going out. You know, I mean, obviously people are trying to help out with the takeout and traditional liquor stores are considered essential during sheltering. So they don't, I guess the governor does not want people at home to kill each other. So they're thinking that alcohol will keep them happy. Um, but for, for Vinovation, so it's a good thing that our, um, our other location is a traditional retail store. So that, you know, it, it's been steady. Um, but where we really are doing well is on the online. And for Vinovations, even though our event side is shut down uh, for obvious reasons, we have been for the last decade, um, been really focusing on the quality of service for the online business. And that has not really impacted us during COVID. If anything, it's given us um, more oppor uh, greater opportunities and more opportunities to expand the business. Uh, you know, we're working, we're trying to work with our partners, chefs, um, sommeliers in the hospitality industry, and, we're looking for opportunities. We're trying to help each other out. And right now we know that um, people are not gonna be able to come out and see us. So we're actually, you know, we, we I think just recently, last week was our first episode, we launched what we're calling Vinovations Live. And we've partnered with Food Network chef, Kevin Deshane. And he's doing his quick, you know, um, the seven minute meal prep. And this is, you're at home. This is how quickly you can make this meal. And I'm literally just by his side drinking wine. <laughs> but you know, these are the things that we're doing. And COVID-19 is really pushing people to be creative. And that's why you're seeing a lot more online video stream of wine education, drinking at, uh, um, just drinking at home with friends. And we've actually come up with some kits where we ship to five different families or five different friends 
and they're and they're together on video sharing conferencing doing their own little wine tasting of three two three four bottles oh what a great idea what fun so yeah again it's all about sharing friends family it's that emotional and experience that we're trying to promote yeah that's great uh, uh jason how can someone contact you in, in, in your wine store how, how do they reach out uh, if they're interested in in getting more information or or expanding their uh wine tasting experiences uh, absolutely we we are on all the major social media uh, we're on facebook.com vinovations instagram vinovations twitter vinovations us because we're a us-based company on twitter um, and of course, on our website, which is renovations.us. And um, any one of us can help you here. And uh, again, we have lots of classes. Uh, we don't like to call them educational classes. More, As I said, they're more edutainment, educational with an entertaining flair to it. Well, they're, they're lots of fun. Uh, that's That's been my experience. So Jason, I, I, this has been so much fun to have you on our podcast. And I, I really... Uh, thank you for your for your time and appreciate the information. And I, I hope our listeners uh, in, enjoyed it as well. I'm sure I'm sure they will. So uh, uh, stay safe and uh, please uh, social distance. But uh, let's let's hope that in the near future we can be uh, uh, breaking bread and drinking wine together. Absolutely, Peter. Again, thank you very much for having me and uh, ecstatic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys, this was a fantastic podcast. I, I love the content. Uh, I've just got a bunch of ideas running through my head now for uh, for some wine tasting events uh, virtually, which is going to be fantastic. So, uh, again, Jason, thank you so much for being here. Peter, thank you so much for bringing him on as a guest. And my last thank you goes out to you, the audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And man, what a great one to share. Then you guys can talk about what wines you're going to be getting next, which would be just a lot of fun, right? <laughs> Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. 
you may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.